a very interesting lady, Kirsten van Yerden, who's a clinical psychologist. Um, and that's an interesting question because in the, in the society that we live in, uh, we become a lot more active and we find a lot more uh, older people as well becoming more active and uh, working towards maintaining a healthy lifestyle. It's very exciting, but with that comes its challenges, not just physical challenges, but psychological challenges as well. So joining me on the line now is Kirsten van Yerden, clinical psychologist. Uh, Kirsten, welcome to Cape Talk Weekend Early Breakfast. How are you doing? Hi, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, it's an absolute, ple- absolute pleasure to have you. The topic I actually uh, find quite interesting, you know, um, older athletes or older people uh, taking part in sports or becoming more active. Is there an age limit to taking up a new sport? Not at all, necessarily. We have to be careful what we or who we classify as older. <laughs> but there's absolutely, I think, barring any medical condition, um, there really is no age limit to, to picking up a, a sport or starting a new sport, or even you know when you were active when you were younger, continuing. And I know there's quite a move in uh, the world of sport nowadays, kind of in a sense from cradle to grave, in a sense of how do we get um, athletes, you know, young athletes involved in sport, keep them through, sport, uh, you know, through high school, their teenage years, so they don't drop out, and then certainly being active, you know, well into their, you know, their 70s and their 80s. Mm. The, why I find it interesting is because my parents um, have both, over the past year, they've started exercising. Obviously, my father, when he was younger, played rugby at school. Yeah. My mother's never really been a super active person. Yeah. Uh, but because of my father being diagnosed with diabetes several years ago, mm. um, yeah. now his health is of a concern for him, and now they've started exercising. And that's obviously one of the pros when it comes to maintaining an active lifestyle mm. uh, as you get older. Absolutely. I think a lot of people, if they haven't exercised, when they when they kind of realities of your body starting to get a little bit older and as you say um, uh, conditions such as diabetes or you know if they're heart issues or just if you overweight um, you know it can certainly be a motivation to start and I think that's one of the things is that you know certainly when you're younger I think it's often more around being super competitive and maybe it's making teams but it really needs to be that exercise just becomes part of your lifestyle and a habit um, and a way to really, often people speak about almost self-compassion, you know, looking after yourself. And I think sometimes we forget in a sense about our bodies and that we need to look after them as well. They don't just last forever. And, I've, you know, I think when it comes to exercise as well, um, you, they, you always advise, you know, consult your, your, your physician, mm. consult your, your doctor. And obviously... Your body changes as you get older. Your recovery times are different when you're doing sports. And, um, you know, people, as you get older, you generally start slowing down. What do we need yeah. to look out for as we get older? Uh, and we still want to maintain these active lifestyles. Yeah, and that's an interesting question. And I think, you know, medical doctors would be able to give you some advice from a medical point of view. But, you know, I think from a psychological point of view, it's really... <laughs> I think making peace with the fact that I was even speaking to someone earlier today, like making peace with the fact that, you know, your body can't necessarily do what it did when it was 20, but it doesn't mean that you can't be active. And it certainly also doesn't mean that you can't be competitive. You know, if you look at masters sports, you know, people that go and some masters or run at masters, I mean, they have age groups all the way up to, I think, over 100, which is quite amazing for me. So, you know, that competitive streak doesn't just disappear. You just have to channel it correctly. And as I say, just adjust some of your training programs and not get 
too frustrated with yourself. I think uh, for elite athletes, that can be a, a bit of a problem. And I know even for myself, I, I used to swim competitively. Mm. And seeing your time kind of getting slower and slower as you get older and certainly not training as much. And um, let's say it's just maintaining a little bit of perspective as to why that's happening and really um, enjoying exercise for the, for the other benefits that it gives you, not that you're going to win a gold medal or go to the Olympic Games. <laughs> you're going to tell them that. Um, if you're the <laughs> far listeners who have just tuned in, this is Cape Talk Weekend Early Breakfast with myself, Mark Johnson. We are in conversation with Kirsten van Yerden, a sports psychologist at Newton, um, at, uh, Newton Sports Institute at, in Durban. Is that correct? Newton Sports Agency. Newton Sports Agency in Durban. Uh, we're talking yeah. about how to stay competitive and how to stay mentally competitive and also just, you know, being mentally aware of what you're capable of as you get older, but you still wish to take part in sports and you still wish to maintain an active lifestyle. If you have any questions or you'd like to comment on what we're talking about, please feel free to call into the studio on 021-446-0567. That's the line directly to me. And of course, on WhatsApp, uh, you can send us your voice notes and texts to 072-567-1567. Now, we're talking about that uh, that sort of um, that mental uh, stamina. And uh, earlier you mentioned, you know, trying to encourage even young people to maintain an active lifestyle and not to stop doing sports after high school or in the middle of high school. And I think part of that motivation should come from um, retired athletes or retired sports people who carry mm. on and become coaches and still are are like mentoring um, those younger mm. kids and those like you know when heroes retire but they still they become coaches and they stay involved in those activities. Yes, for sure. No, absolutely. I think it is you know first of all for the elite athletes themselves when they retire, you know still being involved in some way. Or I know a lot of elite athletes feel that they want to give back to the sport that they were involved with. And it's a fantastic way to give back, you know, whether it's, you know, as a coach, as a mentor, or like for myself in my case, you know, I'm still involved, but from the mental side of things. And, yeah, I definitely think that we need to, we know people like having role models, you know, so when you see former Olympians or world champions, that they're still active and, you know, modeling this uh, active lifestyle, it's definitely something I think that can help young athletes. And for me in particular, one of my area of interest as well is women in sport. And I think particularly for young girls to see women being active and older women being active as well, because, you know, there's this huge dropout rate of, you know, girls in high school. They just, you know, stop. I think it's something ridiculous, like 70% of girls drop out of sport in high school. You know, so if we can have, again, these role models showing what an active, healthy lifestyle can be, mm. um, it's not the only answer, but it's certainly, I think, part of the answer to getting people active. And... As you know, because you're focusing on the the psychological, the the mental aspect mm. of it. Um, I mean, if you could if you could describe the preparation or the process that when you're dealing with those um, retired athletes or people that want to continue um, p- performing and continue that active lifestyle, yeah. what kind of what kind of processes is, is that you go through with them? Um, what kind of expectations um, do you help them sort of accept yeah. or create? No, that's no, that's a good question. And I think again, whether you've been an elite athlete and then you've retired and now looking for something new, or what you say, maybe if you haven't been active and you're a little bit older and you start to be active again, the doctor says, Hey, you need to do some activity. Always at the base of it is is actually setting some goals, which now sounds incredibly simple and it is in some ways and it's quite difficult in other ways. And um, you know, we find with, you know, Happiness and you know, well-being, it's progress towards a goal that's important. It's not necessarily having achieved that goal, 
I think for people to be active, sitting, whether it's doing a park run, whether it's doing, it doesn't have to be combined marathon, mm. <laughs> it could be, say, a 5K park run, it could be a spa ladies 10K, it could be the Mamao, you know, there's lots of um, triathlons around. So, but you need to have something to work towards, you know, mm. otherwise it's just sort of, you feel like, not progressing towards anything and you know most particularly elite athletes that retire part of their personality I think is they're quite goal orientated so like working towards it and again if I just refer to myself you know when I retired from swimming um, I was like oh my goodness now what next why am I training (laughs) what am I doing you know and why should I even wake up and go to the swimming pool or go do some exercise and you know I'm one of the lucky ones I think that really do enjoy exercise but I had to to think, well, well, you know, what goal do I have? What do I want to achieve? So, yeah, for those retired athletes, it's, and I say, also for old athletes taking it up, is what is meaningful for you? Um, what do you enjoy, first of all? And then what is a meaningful goal? And I think that's also sometimes what people get wrong. They think, you know, in South Africa, maybe you need to do the Comrades Marathon. Well, you know, if someone said to me, Kirsten, you only allowed to run, you know, allowed to swim, you know, I hate that because I, I, don't particularly enjoy running. I love swimming. So you need to find something that the person really loves to do um, and then try and work around goals around that, whether it's cycling, swimming, triathlons, you know, football. It doesn't really matter, but we can't be prescriptive in things. It has yeah. to come from them. I think that's always the advice when somebody is uh, sort of trying to start exercising, is find something you enjoy doing and then do yeah. that so it doesn't feel uh, like so much work and it doesn't feel like so laborious for you to get up and go and do it. Um, Absolutely. As, yeah. as a as a sports psychologist, um, I would imagine that a lot of the work that you do are with injured athletes or injured sports mm-hmm. people that have to sort of go for rehabilitation yeah. and then sort of gain the trust and confidence. Because you know, there's like an expression. I uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That sort of your fitness or your ability is seventy percent mental. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the mental side and the physical side kind of go hand in hand in terms of preparation. And I think you know, it's actually one of the most difficult things, I think, psychologically for athletes to cope with when they is injury. You know, if they haven't been selected for a team or they've had a disappointing race or performance, you know, they're often able to kind of get re-motivated. Okay, let me just go train harder. But when you are injured and can't train, um, it's very difficult. Often exercise is a form of coping, you know, for, for athletes. And if you all of a sudden take that coping mechanism away, they, they battle and it's hugely stressful. And then for sure, once they kind of come through the injury and the rehab process, to get back into whatever performance it might be is, is hard because often they get worried about re-injuring themselves. You know, so how hard do I push myself? What do I do? Um, and they don't want to have to go through the whole rehab process again. So, yeah, it's quite a tricky time psychologically for athletes. Um, interestingly, though, I think sometimes athletes, they, they they can come back mentally stronger after an injury. And I know they don't always believe you when you tell them that in the beginning. But, you know, once they've gone through the process, it just often reminds them why they're doing it in the first place. You know, they kind of regain the love of what they're doing. Um, they have some time to think through some goals. And also, just physically, they have some time to also just work on some potentially some physical weaknesses, you know, so they know sort of physical imbalances. So when they do get back to performing, um, they're actually both mentally and physically stronger. Do you do you find that that, um, that approach that you have with these professional athletes coming out of injury, that that um, works as well or similarly to um, older retired athletes who maybe were plagued with injuries uh, during their career or, or maybe their career was, it was ended because of a major injury? but they still have that drive to perform. Have you ever yeah. had to work with somebody um, sort of at the end of their career but still wanting to yes, yeah. 
absolutely. And that's often a large, uh, that's a, one of the reasons why, as you say, elite athletes perform as a career-ending injury. Mm. Or simply, you see a lot in uh, rugby players, you know, their body just is getting to the point where it just can't do what, you know, you want it to do. Or, you know, they just take, you know, 20 minutes to get out of bed every morning because they have to try and get, you know, everything working. And they often kind of in, in constant pain. So I think pain management is one of the um, areas to help particularly retired elite athletes, you know, that have really put their bodies through the ringer a little bit. And then for sure, trying to find um, exercise that they can do. And again, that they enjoy, as we said before, um, and helping them, actually coming back to helping them set some goals in those areas. But yeah, as I said earlier, it's also trying to help them understand that you unfortunately don't have to be at that or not going to be at that elite level. And finding a bit of enjoyment in the process. Because again, I find that... um, a lot of uh, a lot of athletes, they they like the result, and it's great to get that result. But as I say, you have to try and find the joy in the process of of um, not even just competing, but of exercising. And you know, also I say that, especially for retired athletes, but also for older athletes that are starting, older people that are starting, it's a wonderful way to reconnect with communities and to create communities. It helps with um, because lots of athletes when they retire they feel a bit isolated, especially those from team sports. Mm. You know, so to find new communities to connect with, you know, people that you can go training with, that you can travel around and go to different events with, and so certainly for a lot of older people, that's um, a wonderful way for them to to connect with others. Yeah, I think um, the whole idea of staying active is definitely one that is. Uh, more beneficial than not and knowing and understanding not just what yeah. your body is capable of but um, the obstacles that are sort of stopping your, your, your mind or your psyche from sure. from carrying on. Those are, are important are, are important um, sort of qualities and, and, and issues to be aware of. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, and also let me just say, I mean, I and sometimes I work with some older athletes and they often say, sure, Kirsten, goodness, if I didn't know any of this stuff when I was a bit younger, yeah. you know, or they sometimes, because when they come, they're almost a bit apologetic, you know, I'm not an elite athlete and I'm in my 50s or you know, in my 60s and I, you know, but I have this goal. And then when you work with them, they're like, wow, and they get this real satisfaction from, as you say, being able to use their mental skills to, to push their bodies and and obviously me as a sports psychologist I get as much satisfaction working yeah. with someone that, like that than you know winning an Olympic gold because it's really about saying hey if you learn these mental skills or think about things in this way look what you can do um, and it's incredible to see say athletes that, or people that you know haven't necessarily been so active or competitive and then decide to compete when they're a bit older and um, really loving it and learning things about themselves that they never knew before. Now, don't forget the value of, don't ever forget the value of a personal best. Absolutely, absolutely. Kirsten, thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking time out to chat to us. That that was uh, uh, very interesting and very enlightening and I'm glad that um, people can still carry on living their lives actively uh, and enjoying good, healthy lives. Absolutely. It's an absolute pleasure, yes, and I would encourage all the listeners out there to, to get active if they're not already.